listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. Welcome to Darren Stetzel, who is Vice President of Soft and Agricultural Commodities Asia at StoneX. Good morning, Darren. Good morning. So, Darren, first of all, what are soft commodities? Um, so, we cover here um, various agricultural commodities, yes. um, which can include grains, um, soybeans, um, various animal feed products. Um, but soft commodities is referred to sugar, cocoa, and coffee mostly. Okay, so specifically on those uh, three commodities, that that that's interesting. I didn't realise that actually. Anyway, let's yeah, start. So, um, go on. Yeah, sorry. Go for it. No, you go because I know there's a delay here. So you go first. Okay. Um, no, it's just more around the kind of um, everyday kind of products that we use. Um, they're referred to as soft commodities. So just the clarification. Okay, that's good to know. Everything's learning. Now, can you start by giving us a view of your agricultural commodities in 2024? There was significant volatility for a whole host of reasons in 2023. Do you see that continuing in 2024? Yeah, there's a a lot to look out for this year. So it's going to be a very um, interesting year. Um, One of the main things is uh, weather conditions in pretty much all agricultural uh, commodities um, around the world. Um, Chinese demand will have a massive impact on prices this year. Um, and another thing a lot of people are looking at in all commodities is the um, El Nino weather phenomenon, which yeah. um, can bring excess- it can bring excessive dry weather in kind of cocoa-growing regions such as West Africa. So the crops are typically hit quite hard. And then it, in, on the other side of the world, in the um, South American region, it can bring very wet weather. Um, which can either have a detrimental effect on the crop or it can boost the crop quite significantly. Um, We've also got some geopolitical issues, such as the war in um, Russia and Ukraine, and the Israel-Palestine issue is going to cause some volatility this year as well. Um, Then we have global central banks. Um, We expect they'll cut interest rates this year. So we could see some economies receive some support um, and a boost in spending power. Um, which will have a big effect on all markets, I think. Um, there was a US drought um, which last year, which led to some soy, soybean price rallies. Um, and it was the first yearly loss since 2018. And that, that, that's quite a common theme in a lot of commodities. A lot of the um, cocoa, for example, was the highest um, in decades uh, last year. So everyone's kind of holding on, uh, trying to see what's going to happen in the year ahead. Um, we've had really bad weather conditions in Brazil, um, the rainy season in the south and dry weather in uh, the central and northern regions resulted in a smaller crop uh, this year. Um, so there could be some upward price pressure there. There's also some expectation of a rebound in South American soybeans early this year. Um, and the recent rainfall stabilised um, some of the industry estimates, um, especially with the recovery in Argentina. Um, going back to China, another important element the, in the soybean market is the sluggish demand. China is the largest importer of um, soybeans in the world, so it has a significant impact um, on that market. Uh, the imports look good on the surface and reached almost, I think, around 90 million tonnes between January and November, which is up around 13% on year. But this was larger because the Brazilian soybeans um, were cheaper and they were building stocks uh, rather than Chinese demand um, increasing, which we hope will happen this year. 
Um, the hog industry margins um, are also being hit quite hard because of um, everything that's going on there. And the slow recovery of the Chinese economy is a big concern um, next year. Just going towards the soft commodities that we mentioned, um, coffee is coming out of a two-year deficit, and we should see a small surplus in supply this year, uh, which could help these prices um, and balance things out a little bit. Um, Asian and African crops uh, will see a decrease in supply, as I mentioned, due to the very dry weather due to the El Nino. Um, but due to the wet weather in South America, as I mentioned, um, that should add some balance from a global perspective. Um, for sugar, we saw very big rallies last year, uh, which corrected at the end of the year. We think this year will be another deficit year. Um, Thailand and India specifically, it's quite well documented, they'll see a decrease in production, so that will elevate prices considerably. Um, and Brazil, again, like the other commodities, due to the favourable weather there because of El Nino, uh, the supply should be very good, so that should balance out the global um, the global supply um, from a global perspective. Um, we think the first half of the year for sugar specifically will be quite tight, but in the second half of the year, supply could pick up and prices will come off. And just finally for cocoa, um, the higher deficit is expected again this year because of the El Nino causing the uh, dry weather conditions. Um, Ivory and Coast and Ghana, the two main producing uh, countries for cocoa there, uh, will play a huge factor in supply and prices. Um, people are quite uncertain in cocoa specifically about the price direction. Um, but if the weather does improve suddenly there, we could see quite a big um, correction. Well, I think you mentioned there some good news for coffee drinkers. So that's a, a, a relief. When I get up at 5.30, I tell you what, yeah. I need my morning coffee. Uh, but how about what's going on in the yeah. Red Sea? How's that impacting agricultural commodities? Um, yeah, so I think it's going to cause significant volatility, especially in the early months of this year. Um, the main interplay is between agricultural prices and oil prices. It's always been a big factor. Uh, in our markets. Um, so the tensions in the Red Sea and the redirection of oil vessels are the main thing. They have supported oil prices, so therefore we'll add a premium to agric agricultural prices as well. Um, there's some big concerns at the moment about disruption in oil, global oil supply from the region. Um, recently, OPEC um, increased supply and helped add some downward pressure on oil prices, which kind of alleviated some concern in agricultural markets as well. Um, there are also increases in ang from Angola, Iraq and Nigeria, uh, which counterbalanced uh, the voluntary cuts made by Saudi Arabia and other OPEC members. Um, but the outlook is ultimately uncertain to an extent. Um, we need to keep a very close eye on the conflicts and how they develop and also the release of future economic data, especially around interest rates. Um, and again, the weather can always be unpredictable for all commodities yeah. um, and will remain a big, big factor in agricultural markets. So talking about the weather having a big impact, you gave a, an example earlier, for example, some African countries. I mean, the weather has a massive impact. Is there anything that could be done to minimise the impact of the weather on what, what they're producing? I, I guess not. I mean, it's just something you can't control the weather, really, is it? Yes, yeah, so they, so they have to kind of pretty much hold on and grit their teeth. And um, I think last year with prices, especially in cocoa, hitting kind of the highest levels they have for decades. Um, a lot of the kind of producing factories, um, they had a very tough decision whether to kind of keep 
production going or close down their factories. But the cost of closing the factories, which people don't really think of, is significant because when they reopen, they have to clean the whole facility. Um, and the reopening it has a massive cost in, in itself. So it's not as simple as kind of closing down and reopening again. Um, yeah, so it's, it's very challenging for a yeah. lot of um the soft commodity players at the moment. So, so Darren, one quick question, because we've only got about 10 seconds. What's the commodity you'd recommend us keeping our eye on this year? Um, I think if, um, soybeans is very interesting, which is why I started off. Um, it, it, China is a massive player around the world, especially in, in our region in Asia. Um, if demand increases there um, as a result of interest rates and um, kind of global economic states are becoming more favourable, okay. then demand will increase in China. Darren, and that's what looking for at the thank you very much. Vice President, Soft and Agricultural Commodities Asia at Stonex. A quick look at the market.